Welcome to another episode of Rejoicing Daily with your host, Rebecca Brandt. She has a heart to help all families find the joy and beauty of our daily lives, not living in negativity, but truly counting our blessings. The show is based on that beautiful verse in Psalm 118 verse 24 that says, This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Join Rebecca and her special guests as they share insights for Rejoicing Daily. Hi everyone, this is Rebecca, your host from Rejoicing Daily. Welcome to this session. Today I have a very special guest. I have Amy Roberts, who is an author and speaker and owner of Raising Arrows. Amy is so dear to me. Um, she just has become a special friend to me. She's mentored me as a wife and as a mother, and then also as an author and a speaker. I've loved reading her blog, um, her ebooks, which she just came out with a new one on homeschooling for large families. She's just really become a dear friend to me. Um, she is a wife who honors her husband in so many ways that. She's just made such an impact on me and me being a wife. And then she also has eight beautiful children. And so today I'm so happy to introduce Amy to you. We are going to discuss homeschooling with large families. Amy, thanks for joining us. Can you share a few things about yourself about yourself and your family with the audience? Sure. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Um I have been married for 17 years, and like you said, we have eight children, um, one of which is in heaven. And um, we miss Emily dearly. She was such a blessing to our lives and continues to be a blessing, and um, we we love being able to share her with others. Um, our other children are ages 16 on down to one. Um, we've been homeschooling from the beginning. And um, so it's it's just been such a joy to watch our children from the beginning and um, just see them mature and grow. I've been blogging for almost all of those years as well, all the homeschooling years, and I started out just blogging about our daily homeschooling life. And I just thought it would be a good way for me to keep track and to encourage others in the path that we were taking. And it's quite a journey. I love um, hopping over and see what you guys are up to. And um, when you move, that is always an inspiration to me um, to see how you handle that as a family and how you work together. And I loved your recent blog post that you did on the clean kitchen. Ah, yes. With the video. Yes, that was fun. The kids really enjoyed doing that. That looked like so much fun, and I think I even caught where one individual had changed clothes at some point. It like... <laughs> I'm not sure. He probably did. <laughs> and it could have just uh, been me where I wasn't awake enough, but I was like, that's a really cool time lapse right there. That looked like so much fun. Um, yeah, we had fun doing it. You'll have to um, You'll have to share a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, before we get too much further into the call or into our discussion, I do want to introduce um, today's very, very, very special sponsor. It is Carrie Beck from How to Homeschool My Child. I met Carrie um, a couple of years ago. She and I started a conversation regarding um, 
her new blog that she had launched, How to Homeschool My Child. She also noticed in our conversation that I had started using an IEW product for our home, um, which is for writing. We were using A, and she asked if I would like to use B. And so we worked together to help provide that for other people. And we just worked together so good on that. She also introduced me to some really cool living books for math. Um, they've just been so much fun. I had them out today, and the kids were like, Mommy, read them. Um, Circumference and the Dragon of Pi and A Place for Zero. My son loves that one. Multiplying Menace, the Revenge of Rumpelstiltskin. That has finally helped me love uh, multiplication in a way I didn't know I could. And the Multiplying Menace divides. So, Carrie, thank you for sponsoring today's call. It is such a blessing um, to have you part of Rejoicing daily. You can find her at howtohomeschoolmychild.com. So now we are back to Rejoicing Daily, and we are talking with Amy from Raising Arrows. Amy, I have several friends who have large families, um, seven children, eight children. Um, A friend of mine is getting ready to have her tenth child. She and I recently sat down, and she said, I really want to get to a point where I can better manage my my home with the chores and the clothes. Mm -hmm. And with 10 children under the age of 12, I don't have a whole lot I can offer there. As a mom of three, I can offer some, but not at all close to what I know that you can offer her. How... How can you? How do you do that? And do you, can you just give us a rundown of your home in that manner? Sure. You know, it is so important for us to learn from other mothers who have been there. I know when I had just recently had my fourth child, I sat at the feet of a woman who had nine, and now she has twelve, and I still call her up and say, "How do you do this?" And it's just it's so important. And when you have a large family, there's there's different dynamics in the household than there are when you have, you know, two or three. Um, it's, everything is on a gigantic scale. And so, you know, your your clothes, your laundry, there's tons of laundry and there's chores that take longer because there's more people making messes and um things like that and more dishes and all those kinds of things. So for us, I'll just start with the chores. We have changed it up over the years. You really have to adapt and change with what your current circumstances are. Um, When we had only small children, and it was mostly up to me to do the chores, we did, um, let's see, we did everything was broken up by day, and I did just a little bit each day with the help of the children. And really, by the time your kids are 9 or 10, you can expect some really great things from them. I had a friend who told me that. She said, just wait till you've got a nine-year-old and, and things will change in your household. And she was right. My nine-year-old just was able to do things that he couldn't do the year before and really help out. And, of course, it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be necessarily the way you would do it, but it does become helpful. Um, we now do uh, team chores because we've got enough kids that I have you know several on a team and they blow through the house and do um, all of the chores like the table chores and the 15 minute tidies and on Fridays we do a one day home blessing and the reason I went to that was because we school year round and so we only have a four day school week and on Fridays we take the morning to just get the house ready for the weekend, and when that's done, the kids put on their PJs, and they have a little party 
Um, it's been really good for us at this stage. It wouldn't have worked a few years ago when I didn't have very many big helpers, but now I've got four kids who are eight and older, and they are really able to help tremendously. And so um, I just encourage people to put together something that works for you right now, even if it's just writing all the chores on a chore board. If it's making up a chart and posting it on the wall, great. You don't you don't have to be fancy. It's really hard for a large family mom to to be very fancy with the way she does things. You just don't have that kind of time. As far as laundry, again, do something that works for you. It's always depended on the house that we've lived in. We've actually moved 12 times in 17 years, and so every house the laundry situation has changed. Uh, this current house, we actually have been blessed to have two laundry rooms. And so some of the kids do their laundry downstairs, and I take care of, I think it's six of us up here. I do the laundry for six up here, so the little guys and um, my husband and I. And so that's been working really well. We've had laundry days. We've had laundry by room. Um, we just keep changing it up depending on the house and the situation. So I really encourage people to be adaptable because life changes constantly. Um, and the dishes, same kind of thing. We have chore teams. Um, we have for a week right now what we're doing is uh, one chore team has one week and they do all the table chores and work in the kitchen and get those dishes done. And um, the other team works through the homeschool room, living room, and bathrooms after every single meal. And that keeps the house looking pretty well and making it where we can, you know, keep on with our day and not have to scoot toys around and such. And we try to we try to do that consistently and we're, it's it's always a character lesson too. There's there's still some complaining and things like that. Children aren't perfect, but it's it's a good opportunity to teach them responsibility and um get them get them going on understanding what it takes to run a household. So here's a question for you. When they do start complaining, how how do you head that off in a positive manner in your home? <laughs> Some days I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I'm complaining and it's my fault. But <laughs> I really like today we we had a situation and I try to repeat back to them what they're saying so that they hear and and really complaining comes down to selfishness. Hmm. That's what complaining is. It's I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't want to do what somebody else wants me to do. And that's really what it comes down to. And so it's it's constantly a lesson in serving others. And in a large family, you get lots of opportunities to serve others. And so I just try to very calmly talk them through what's really going on. Because I think sometimes people just get caught up in the complaining. Even as adults, we get caught up in complaining. And we don't realize what's really at the root of it. And, and it's that selfishness and that wanting to do what I want to do. And if you are not... If you are not readying yourself to serve others, it is going to be very difficult for you to serve the Lord because he is going to call you to serve others. And I see that every day in my own life. I have all these little people and my husband that I am called to serve. And if I am all about my business and what I want to do, I am not going to hear what God has for me. Definitely not. And then that starts a crazy spin cycle. Mhm. Because then you're you're not being obedient to God, and you start to lose your joy, 
And that's part of the reason why I decided I really needed to start a show called Rejoicing Daily because we've got to find that joy in each moment and get out of this um, this negativity that the world is just so stuck in right now. We're missing the beauty mm-hmm. that's all around us as wives and as mothers. Um, and so I'm so glad you said that because that's something that's really been on my heart lately is we've got to stop complaining because it's it's all about me, 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 but that's not yeah. why we're here. It's not at all why we're here. None of us no. is for me. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, sometimes I really wish everybody was here for me. But. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> not how it is. <laughs> no, it's not. And and we can still have joy. I, I know people have mentioned to Ty and I how joyful we seem despite the fact that we've lost a child. And I tell people it, it didn't rob me of my joy. I still have joy, and especially in the fact that I, I'm going to see her again. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's important that I do not let death define me. And so it, I have responsibility to the children here and my husband. And um, in order to honor her memory, I need to keep going. And I have a joy that passes understanding. You know, it's, it's deep down. It's the Lord. And that's something I think when you keep focused on Christ, that joy just wells up in you. And that's it's when we start focusing on ourselves and poor me that we lose that joy. So, so very true. Um, and I have witnessed not just the joy that your family has, but the fun. I yeah. believe it's been about a year now since I stood in Washington, D.C. in a hotel at the 2 to 1 conference where you were speaking and I got to see yeah. your husband and your children have the most fun throwing <laughs> around these little pom-poms that had been there for decorations. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. It was in, a good in thing. In the hotel. No, no. It was, it was just in the in the room. It wasn't like out in the hotel. It was in the conference oh, room. Okay. And it was at the end of it. And that just spoke so much to me because here's a family, and they're having good good fun together. You know, not hurtful yeah. fun. Um, it was respectful to others around, but it you were, they were being real, and that to yeah. me was just like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to have fun in front of other people. We don't have to walk around with serious faces or pretend like you know, yeah, we have fun. I mean, it was obvious that your family has fun together, and that creates joy. Um, yes, we do. And and honestly, Christians ought to be some of the happiest people around. We, we ought to be, be having <laughs> fun and rejoicing and laughing. And it seems like so often we're some of the most somber people. And that is just not not how God intended it. I really think people, and, and not just because we have joy within us, but also because it, it's important for other people to see that Christians are joyful, and I think that that leads them to want to know what that joy is all about. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important for us to have fun in front of others and, and to have fun as a family. I really want to create memories that my children are going to hang on to well into adulthood. Yes, and I think your children are going to do that just great. <laughs> I think they are. Um 
you just reminded me of a verse when you were saying that. Um, Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exults and with my song I give thanks to him um, or I praise him or my heart leaps with joy. Whatever version you want to look at, our, when we think of him and when we're around others, um, granted there are times in our life where there's mourning, but even in that mourning there's joy because we know we know where our salvation comes from, where our, where every living breath that we have comes from. So that yes. is a fantastic point. Yes. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit, bring it back home, and talk a little bit about a little bit about homeschooling. How do you manage homeschool? Can you give us a little peek into that? Um, share some of that, and then we'll talk a little bit about your book that you just came out with. Yeah. Um... Let me just start kind of by giving you a rundown of what our day looks like because, honestly, homeschooling in our household is is not in, you know, there's an hour where we start and an hour where we end. It really is just kind of a daily thing, and we're more of a routine family. Um, and so we get up. We aren't early risers. Um, we get up and we eat breakfast, and breakfast is typically on our own um, because, and that kind of started with my husband. My husband is not an early riser, and he's not a big breakfast eater. And so I think sometimes we we think things are supposed to look a certain way, and we forget to take into account what our individual families are like. Mm-hmm. And often daddy sets the routine for the household, and I used to fight against that. And I realized that I shouldn't be fighting against that. I really need to go with the routine that he has set because we will be a much happier family. So we do breakfast on our own, and, and then we gather for devotions in the living room. And then I start with the little kids first. And if I don't start with the little kids, I won't ever get to them. I used to start with my big kids, and I think I was going to get to my little kids in the afternoon, and it wouldn't happen, and it wouldn't happen, and it wouldn't happen. And I finally decided I had to start there. So my big kids go off and do independent work. And then I start with the little guys, and I teach them, and that really only takes about half an hour. And then I work my way up. And then we stop and break for lunch, and then in the afternoon we do what I call corporate school. And this is all of the subjects that we can do together as a family, like history, sometimes science. We do our read-alouds. We don't do those every single day. We switch off and on depending on um, what I feel really needs to be covered that day. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we have free time where everybody kind of can do their own thing and work on their own projects and pursue their own interests. This is when we spend more of the delight-directed time. My daughter is really into photography and sign language. She's working on signing some songs, and so she pursues that. My my son is really into airsoft. He has an airsofting blog, and he's always working on videos and tactics and writing and things like that. Um, the other kids, it's knights and Legos and all kinds of things. Sometimes we watch a movie during that time. It's just kind of a free time. And then we get down to dinner prep, and we get dinner on the table when Daddy gets home. And in the evening, we typically have some sort of family time. It might be a movie or a game. And then toward the end of the evening, we have family worship together with Daddy and we go to bed. And then Ty and I usually have some, some time afterwards, just a little breathing room once the kids have gone down to bed. 
it sounds very similar to our home. I um, used to do the the morning corporate school time, mm-hmm. but found that by the afternoon, my little guy wasn't getting what he needed. Um, yeah. His brain was pretty much done, and 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 kind of mine was too. So. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's um, that's something that has worked for us, and and I love what you said about Dad does set the routine for the family. Um, I had Israel yeah. Wayne on not too long ago, and one of the things he said was, um, Dad sets um, the tone of the home. I think all too often we hear in society how Mom does that. Mm-hmm. And I can see that when it comes to when I become frustrated and then the whole house senses it. But as I've learned, like you have, and, and part of this I've learned through you, is is watching my husband and seeing how he works best and having mm-hmm house work around that and then that brings more peace to me because I know that it's more pleasing for him and yes that has just been a joy for me to learn and I've learned a lot of that from you thank you and and a lot of times you uh, go ahead no no that's all I was gonna say was I really appreciate that (laughs) um a lot of times you see women looking to the outside world looking at blogs, looking to other women that they know, other families, and trying to fashion their family after those other families. And we've got to shut our ears to that and shut our eyes to that because God gave you this particular family and this particular family dynamic. And if you are constantly fighting against what God has given you, you are not going to have any joy. It is going to be a struggle just to get through each day. Right. I think it's good to look for ideas at times, but not to make that idea take over the truth in your home. Um, Yes. And in all honesty, it's one reason why I I don't get out there and read a whole lot of different things online. I've found several people that I know are walking the same journey. Their family might look a little different. But they provide me with with ideas in how I can help support my husband or my children the best. But it never yes. looks exactly the same. Right, and and that's that's more of a, a personal thing that we have to understand about ourselves. I think, like you said, there are fantastic resources out there, especially online, and and people you know in real life. It is, is very important. I told you I I talk to a woman who has twelve children fairly regularly and find out what she's doing. Because I need that support and I need ideas, but I know that it's going to look different. And if you understand that, you can take other people's plans and make them your own. You just have to realize that you do have a unique family. Right. And a lot of times we find that through helping other people as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you've found that when you've when someone's asked you a question and or asked you to help them with something, and, and then sometimes helping other people, not just asking for help, but helping someone else will actually turn yeah. on a light bulb where you're like, oh, why didn't I think of this for my family? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes, well, oftentimes the things I blog about are the very things I need to hear. So I write to myself a lot. Um, <laughs> recently the one I wrote about, you know, stop saying being a mom is hard, I wrote mm-hmm. that. Because um, I had just left my mother-in-law, and 
I realized here's this beautiful woman. She raised four children after her husband died. They were all under the age of 12. Um, mm-hmm. Second husband had passed away. Here she was facing the worst part of leukemia that a person could ever face. She didn't complain. Mm-hmm. She just spoke so many words of truth and wisdom and love and grace and how thankful she was for the life God had given her. Yes. And I was so convicted on that. I was like, wow, you know, on these days where I get upset because things aren't going the way I think they should be going, I don't have uh-huh. leukemia. You uh-huh. know, I haven't faced being a widow. And so I came home with a completely new attitude, like I am not going to miss this. I'm not, you know, I'm going to mess up, but uh-huh. I'm going to walk in a totally different. I got a lot of flack on that, um, but a lot of <laughs> women. We're very happy to see it, um, and and so many wrote to me saying, you know, I really had not considered this before. Yeah, um, but it was it was to me, it was to me to say, Rebecca, cut it out. You have these children. Yeah. In a short amount of time. Um, yes, absolutely. So thank you. I didn't realize I wasn't the only one who wrote to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the time. Yep. So. Bringing it back to moms with multiple children, um, homeschooling, running their home, and I and I think you've already hit on this, but I just want to make sure that, that they can get, I know this one grain of wisdom that I know you can just drive home really well. What would your very best advice to them be? And you may have already said it. I say a couple things. Um, enjoy them right where they are. Be mom, um, especially with homeschool moms. It's really easy to be homeschool mom and forget to mother. And our children really need a mom. They really need to be mothered. Um, you can your homeschooling should be an extension of your mothering, not the other way around. And then the other thing is give them responsibilities and remember that you are raising adults, not children. And start giving them responsibilities, help them to grow and disciple those children, but just really just really enjoy the journey. Um, we are just rushing and rushing and rushing through our children's lives, just waiting for the next stage. You know, so, I'm so tired of diapers. I can't get can't wait to have them potty trained. And, you know, on and on and on. It just continues and continues and we someday we are going to look back and be sorry that we raced through it. And I'm already seeing where I have a 16-year-old, and I can't believe he's 16. And I don't want to lose a minute with him because he's not here much longer in our household. And I tell people that you don't have to lose a child to understand what it's like to only have memories left because that's really when it comes down to it, your children are to be shot out of your household like arrows. And you are going to be left with the memories of their childhood. And you want those memories to be things that are God-honoring and things that are joyful and things that you can look back on and and smile. And you're going to have regrets, but, but there should be more happiness in those memories than regrets. So just enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. That is um, That is so true. I've I've always thought, you know, the the first time a child did something was special, but um 
I read a book one time that really kind of changed my mind into to paying attention so that you don't miss the last time. Mm, yes. I remember I remember the last time I nursed my last child. And yes. I, I remember the moment. I remember laying there crying, and my husband walked in the room. He goes, what's going on? And I said, I know that, that this is ending. I didn't know that yeah. that was going to be the last time. Um, but I said, I, I told him, I said, what if this is the last time I experience this? And yeah. he's like, then just hold on to this moment. And so I've really tried to make it a point in my life to remember um, those last moments. But that means you have to be in the moment and be very yeah. aware. We can't do that 24-7, so I don't want anybody to think that I do that. Right, right. But I, but I try and make make sure I'm in the moment. And like you said, it's so easy for homeschool moms to just be homeschool mom. And I got in that rut for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing left at the end of the day or even in the minute where I couldn't say, okay, this subject or this issue right now is not what's important. There's a heart right, right in front of me that needs mom more than they need mom teaching them. Yes, absolutely. So that is, that's a great point. But I, I – um, I know for myself, sometimes that came for fear. If I don't teach them well enough, yes. if I don't know this, then when they're grown, then they're going to miss this and it's going to impact their entire life. But I don't think that's going to impact their life as much as not having a mom pouring into them as a no. mother. Well, and honestly, that is a very humanistic worldview that yes. I personally can be everything to everybody. And really, there are going to be gaps, and God's going to fill the gaps. And so we have got to stop thinking that somehow we fill all the gaps and we are in charge of all the educating. We really need to teach our children to love learning and let them blossom and grow from there as God leads them individually. We've got to realize that God's got this. He's in charge of this, not me. And we don't have to be him. No, we don't. We don't have to be. I think we get caught up in that 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 we're here, and so we have to be this this perfect, giving them everything, making sure they have it all, and we we step into his job. But he's so gracious, and he's he yes, he's so many opportunities to show me where he's got <laughs> this. Yes, he's given me three right in a row recently, and I've had to sit here going, <laughs> I know you've got this. Um. Can we let up just a little? <laughs> I don't want your job anymore. <laughs> he's he's so gracious to us. Um, yes. In um in your in your journey as a mom, and through all that life has um, brought to you, through all that God has blessed you with. Um, what would you say has been has been key in in helping you really find and keep the mindset of rejoicing daily, keeping it real, um, and just keeping your heart focused? What what brings you back in those moments where you're just ready to pull your I, I get on the moment you're just ready to pull your hair out. Yeah, yeah. If you can. Um, you know, I I talk to God a lot. I, I take walks and I talk his ear off. 
And um, I, I am just constantly, I constantly praying. I totally understand the verse about praying without ceasing, um, because that is my world. And um, I think I, I have always, I don't know, God, God is a very personal God, and I will ask Him, will you please show me when I am getting too caught up in myself or too caught up in what. I think should be, and or I'm I'm just missing things. You know, would you please, please, please remind me? And God has always been faithful to do that. And sometimes it comes via some pain. Sometimes it comes from my husband or a friend. And sometimes it comes from my own children, and they just remind me, "Hey, mom." You know, one time I remember they were just yelling and screaming, and I I hollered at the top of my lungs, "Quit screaming!" And then we all just started laughing because it was like, that was ridiculous that I just yelled that. But <laughs> there's so many things. God is just so faithful. And to to remind you, if you have a heart that's softened, where you are willing to be teachable. And so sometimes it's just a matter of being reminded and then taking a step back from everything. I do tend to to stop and slow down. Um, whenever I possibly can, and really just look at the situation from a distance. Sometimes it's just, you know, backing up and seeing where things really are and what's really going on. Um, It's very easy to just get caught up in the daily grind. Um, It's also very easy, especially in a large household, where you are going from thing to thing to thing, and it never stops. And I know when I had only little kids, it was much harder to take a step back. But sometimes I would just walk outside for a minute and take a deep breath and, you know, ask God to renew me and go back in and start over. And so we really, I I think it's just having that softened heart and keeping your focus on the Lord and starting every day, you know, giving that day to the Lord. It doesn't have to be a, a focused, quiet time with the Lord because there are seasons in your life where that just isn't going to happen. Um, I know with the nursing and and sometimes, you know, you're just hitting the ground running with things, you know, there's some crisis, and, and we, kind of, we kind of make quiet time a hill to die on. And the Bible doesn't talk about that kind of quiet time. We really need to see what the Bible truly says, and it's the praying without ceasing. It's going to the Lord, and it's it's worshiping, and our our bodies being a temple to Him. And so we've we've got to live our entire lives in a sort of quiet time, and be focused on the Lord, and give Him every single moment. And when we start to get caught up in ourselves, ask Him, you know, ask Him to to show us that and step back and regroup. Um, that reminds me of um, Susanna Wesley. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. about her prayer apron. Yes, pulling like, her apron up over her head. Pull her apron up over her head. <laughs> um, you know, what a what a good reminder that even in the midst of a, of a, a busy home, if yes. you can just say something mom has got to take a break and she would just take that apron and just throw it right up over her head i mean yeah. what a beautiful example to show our children that that we too are just human and just need to be before him 
even if it's yes. just to take her apron and put it over her head to say, yes. Mom's taking a time out. Yeah, and I think they need to see that Mom is dependent on God for everything. I think they need to see that. They need to hear that from you, that you really need the Lord to cover the gaps and and to help you continue on. It's It's hard. It's hard work being a mom, and it's hard work being a homeschool mom, but can't just cop out and say, oh, I'm done, you know, and, and I think women just tend to go that route very easily, and we we really could just benefit so much from letting the Lord lead and taking a moment to breathe and pray through it. Mm-hmm. Not complain through it, pray through it. <laughs> sure I can come up with a one-liner for that somewhere. <laughs> Maybe <somebody> already has. <laughs> well, Amy, our time here is almost up. Um, I would love for you to take a minute and share with the audience about your ebook you you you, you have written on um, homeschooling with large families. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. The name of the book is Large Family Homeschooling. Pretty simple there, pretty obvious. It is not just for large families, though. It really... I kind of say it's for the growing family, but there is so much in there that could definitely be used with even a smaller family. It's 170 pages. It is chock full of practical tips and advice that we have learned over the years, encouragement for you to keep going and keep running that race. There's lots of resources. There's an entire resource page um, on Raising Arrows that just has tons and tons more resources that could even fit into the book. Um, there are also some wonderful coupon codes and freebies from companies that I that our family uses on a regular basis. And the, you know, there's chapters on everything from keeping your house clean, uh, learning to love your children, heart schooling your children, feeding them, and things like homeschooling through morning sickness and toddlers and all of that because, you know, that's inevitable too in a large household that you're going to be dealing with some some situations that aren't so pretty. And so it just it touches on all of those things, and I'm so excited about it. It's been a real labor of love, It's but it's very much just my heart in a book. Well, I'm sure it is fabulous, and I know there are a lot of families out there um, who would definitely benefit from it. So you can find Amy's book on... Raising Arrows, is there anywhere else? ArrowsNet. Raising Arrows. Um, yes, net. And then I have several affiliates, people who um, on their blogs are promoting it as well because it fits well with with their niche that their blog is in. And so you'll you'll probably see it around. It's, it's um, a mom and a dad with four kids piled on top of them. And um, in my mind, four kids is kind of that crossover point where homeschooling gets a little crazy but um it really like i said it's really for any size family well it is it is a um a great resource for any family like amy said i I will have the link within the blog post that this podcast is originally linked off of which is on ultimateradioshow.com slash rejoicing daily um so you can find all of the links that we've discussed here for amy's blog as well as links to find Amy on Raising Arrows on Facebook, um, Pinterest, Twitter, Google+, um, anywhere else, Amy? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. 
YouTube. Yeah. We will, all of those links will be available to you and um, also directly to Amy's book as well. But don't stop there. She has other books available, um, a couple that are free. I've learned so much through Amy and her blog and her speaking. She does speak at various conferences around, so make sure you check her blog to see where she's speaking there. And if she's not speaking at a conference, you're going to tell them that you want them there. Um, the last one she spoke at, she had standing room out the door only. Um, <laughs> and, and I hate I missed that one. Um, I'm probably going to have to order the CD so I can listen to her at home. Um, Amy, thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing with you're the welcome. audience. Um, I know that everyone is going to be blessed by what you are doing in your home. And um, thank you and your family because your writing is not just you. It's a, it's a family ministry. So yes. please make sure that, that you thank them for me for giving me time with you today. I will, and thank you so much, Rebecca. You're a blessing. Before the show, before we start recording, I always pray with my guest um, offline, but now we're going to end this call with one quick prayer, and I, I pray that it blesses you and your home and that you've been encouraged today and that you find more ways to rejoice daily. Dear Heavenly Father, what a beautiful opportunity to sit and talk with a sweet sister in Christ whose heart is fully devoted to you. Um, she's such an amazing person. She never states that she's perfect or that her way is the right way. Um, through her words, she states how you grow us through being flexible and reaching out to you as our families change and grow and there are seasons in our life um, that we just change. And um, may we do that gracefully. Bless Amy and bless her family. Um, be with them as they continue in their ministry. And bless everyone who hears this call, um, that they will be renewed and they will hear two women just sitting and, and having a great conversation, growing together. This is where it all comes together. When we sit and we talk, either on the phone or in real life, keeping our minds and eyes and hearts focused on you through edifying you and desiring to serve others. It's in your son's most precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 You again, and I'm going to end with my favorite little song. We hope you enjoyed today's show and will come back for future shows of Rejoicing Daily. You can find the podcast through the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com and listen at your convenience. Until next time, make sure you are Rejoicing Daily.